0: Hi, I'm Mike, and you are listening to Real Things That Really Matter. Our heart in this show is to open up the floor to conversation about topics in the Bible and Christianity that may be hard to understand and to see them from different perspectives. I know that we don't always agree on some things, but we feel that we should be able to ask questions and listen to each other as we walk through this life following Jesus. So sit back, grab a coffee, and enjoy as we venture into another conversation on real things that really matter. Morning, Matt. Good morning, Mike. I've got my coffee, I've got my computer, I've got the sound on, we're ready to go. Awesome. What should we talk about today? Well, you know, there's this thing that's coming up that I can't seem to ignore. Uh, It's on every TV news station and radio station. It's it's called the election,
1: the voting day, Mm. November 8th. Oh, I see. It's usually on or always on the first Tuesday after the first Monday Mm. in November. Yeah. Is that is that it? Sure. Okay. I go when they tell me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm so like not joking. What does that have to do with spirituality and stuff like that that well, we do here?
0: So, as a as a Christian and as a Christ follower, I kind of thought it might be a good idea to talk about what it looks like to be a Christ follower, especially in this day and age when there's so much division. What does it look like? For the Christ follow in pol- in politics was Jesus political? I I really you know I tend to say no. I would kind of think that as well. I get pushback on that though when right. I say that, um, and I'm still waiting for somebody to blatantly prove me wrong. But I don't read the story of Jesus and see him actually going after politics. Now, I don't. I'm going to put a disclaimer there and say I'm not saying we bury our heads. As Christian and as uh, Americans, we have a, a, a blessing of being able to vote for our leaders. I believe that's very important. I believe that's, that, is, um, that that's part of freedom. But I want to focus on what is our focus in all of this. Right? And politics probably shouldn't be our number one focus. I don't think it should be our number one focus. I think there's something in the Bible that says, um, love God above anything that is in the world. Seek after him. Love the God. Love Seek your ye Lord, first your God. the kingdom of God. Seek ye first the kingdom of and God. And his
1: righteousness. Well, that's another one, yeah. And all these things shall be given unto you. Yeah. I get I get so tired of, of being
0: you said the word hamstrung and I think we're hamstrung as Christians when we jump into this political drama.
1: Right. So let me ask just to come right out and say it. You think Christians should vote? I do. I I do think that we should vote. Okay. I vote. All right. And then how should they vote? Should, how do you, how, what do they do? Cause typically the candidates that I've seen on my ballot, are either are pretty much bad and worse. <laughs> and I usually feel like I'm stuck. I was like, well, I have to get one of these clowns in, so I guess I'll vote for bad. Right.
0: Right. And that's <sighs> I mean, that's human nature. We're not ever going to be perfect. There's no perfect leader in this world, right? No. But I think there's and that's that's the really hard thing about it is when we start to divide each other over candidates, over, over, over things. like some, some people are just flat out on the wrong side and some people are flat out on the right side and some people don't necessarily be on the right side with the quote unquote right party. Oh, I can vote for biblical things even if they're not a certain party. What are they standing for? I think that's what we have to look for. And the hardest thing is is there's so many of them that are standing for their own selfish gains or their their best political ploy that a lot of times there there really isn't a biblical standard in politics especially now. Sometimes there is. Sometimes you can see it. Sometimes you can weed it out. But I I I would challenge anyone to find somebody that'll come out and say, "Well, I'm going to vote biblically
1: as a politician. You know, I wish more, I wish the, the, I wish Christians in this country were unified and they, they put forth their own candidates that said, Hey, I will follow the principles of the Bible, but you don't hear, you never hear a candidate say that you don't, at least I don't. And no,
0: I don't get into this whole thing and
1: researching probably nearly as much as most out there. Um, and the only reason I can, th- I can think of that they would, that they don't, or we that that doesn't happen is because it wouldn't work and there's not enough. We've, we've taken God just about out of every, every part of our society or are trying to. Yeah. So yeah, the society that we live in is almost anti God. Right. Or this, uh, there's a, there's a force out there at least is trying to make it
0: that way. Yeah. And I think. They're taking I mean, There's the, you another know, book in right. the Bible that kind of tells us that's the direction
1: we're going to go. Right. And there, you know, it's the, it's the, our sin nature says, Hey, I'm going to do life without God. Yeah. And what, let's see what that looks like. Cause I don't need God anymore. Right. So I think the focus, it
0: needs to be, you know, we're supposed to seek justice, love mercy, walk humbly with our God. Right. So there is absolutely, we stand for justice. We want to show mercy. Um, Jesus calls us to show love. And my biggest problem is not the issues that the politicians are fighting about. It's not the things that are going on. It's the way that we respond as Christ followers to these issues. And when the big issues hit the media, when the big issues show up, It seems like everybody's in an uproar getting into this frenzy of protests and pointing fingers and saying who's wrong. And this is just, you know, the epitome of evil, as opposed to what are we doing to love and train those that may be the ones that come up in the next generation? What are we doing to further the kingdom of God? What are we doing that is as passionate as our protests, that is going towards the mission that God that Jesus has given us. That's my problem. I think if we were as passionate in in spreading the gospel, if we were as passionate in loving those that are hurting, and here's my thing. So the main issue right now. Well, I guess it's not the main one. That's like last week, but the abortion law that the Roe versus Wade that was overturned.
1: Right. So do we have to talk about politics and abortion? The most the most (laughs) polarizing (laughs) concepts on earth in the same podcast. (laughs) Is that wise? I don't know. Here's the thing. Do I agree
0: with abortion? Absolutely not. Okay. I, I, I would have any other choice than abortion, but You know, there's the other half of it. Have we ever looked at it from the perspective of the mom who has this unplanned pregnancy and has no hope? She doesn't know who Jesus is. All she knows is she can't do this on her own. All she knows is she can't support another life. All she knows, and you can get into, well, she should have just kept her leg closed or she should have just done this and should have just done that. That's not really showing any hope. What are we doing to show hope? What are we doing for the women that don't think they have any other choice? What are we doing to actually say, here's a better way of life as a church body, as the body of Christ? And I'm not talking about a building. I'm not talking about a denomination. I'm talking about the people who say they follow Jesus. What are we doing? Instead of yelling at the politicians and the people that are saying they want abortion and saying, well, you're just going to hell. What are we doing to actually show them the love of Christ?
1: You know, I don't know, but we're, we're, we're not holding up our end of the log. That's, that's for sure. my problem
0: right. when we get into this politics and these debates is we're really loud about what's wrong. It seems And I could be wrong. And this may be the first episode where we have mass emails that come in and say, Mike, you're just kind of an idiot, but I'm okay with that. Email me because I have a problem with us yelling louder than the other side, but we're not showing love the way that we're supposed to. What what does Paul say in the Bible? If I speak with the tongues of angels and have the message from God, but have no love, it's
1: just an empty noise. Right? It's like a clanging gong or a banging cymbal.
0: And so this is where I start to get into a problem with politics and Jesus is Jesus showed us how to do it. And he was in a time that was actually worse than ours. Like if you would study the Roman empire, their politics were atrocious. And yet you don't see him going after the politicians. Who was he going after? If he had anybody that he had something negative to say about, who was it?
1: Pharisees and Sadducees. And yep. who were they? They were the leaders of the, the the they were leaders of the church. They were the leaders of the
0: church. They were because they were really good at saying what the Bible said was right and was wrong, what the scripture said was right and was wrong, but they were really bad about showing the people the love of God. That's correct? And so here's my problem with politics and then trying to say, well, Jesus was political. I never once saw him go after a politician, but I did see him rebuke the church leaders.
1: Yeah. And the only real verse I could find that Jesus talked about politics was in Mark 12, 13 through 17. And it says later they sent some of the Pharisees and Herodians to Jesus to catch him in his words. They came to him and said, Teacher, we know that you are a man of integrity. You aren't swayed by others because you pay no attention to who they are. But you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. Is it right to pay the imperial tax to Caesar or not? Should we pay or shouldn't we? But Jesus knew their hypocrisy. Why are you trying to trap me? He asked. Bring me a denarius and let me look at it. They brought the coin and he asked them, Whose image is this and whose inscription? Caesar's, they replied. Then Jesus said to them, give back to Caesar, what is Caesar's and to God, what is God's? And they were amazed at him. So to me, that says, you know, political figures are going to come and go. And that's not really the point. When you give, when you give your taxes to the government, that's, that's what you're supposed to do. That's, that's part of, that's part of, uh, you know how the, how the world's going to be set up but you also more importantly you need to give to the father, what is, what is his, what, he, and that's, you know, your life and to serve us and to serve God. Yeah. We're living sacrifice. We are living Holy sacrifice. And yes. Blood. And when we're, when we're doing God's will, all these other little, these are minor details that take care of themselves. Yes. We're going to have to pay taxes the rest of our life. And especially right now. Yeah. And that's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. We don't have to like it, but the more important things, are you given, are you given due d- diligence to God in your walk? Right. And, and, making disciples,
0: our mission is to go and make disciples of all nations. Yes. Teaching them the things that Jesus taught, right? Things that he's taught us. And so again, this is where I go back and this is, this is where I start to get pushback is, um, what are we doing in that mode of life? And it's not just on the pastors and a lot of, a lot of, our, our societal view today is it's on the pastor. What are you doing? What are you doing? Well, I'm, I'm trying to do what God's called me to do. What are you doing? Because God's called us all into the same mission. It just may look a little different into what our calling is. Where's your gift?
1: Right. Okay. Well, let's go back to where we were a little bit ago and say, should Christians vote? And if they do vote, what does that look like? And how do they determine which which guy to vote for well, What what are how do you get that wisdom to know hey this is this is what i guess out of the out of the bad and worse this is how i discern that right yeah and that's that's <laughs> tricky to do it is because some might say well they they here's the pluses and minuses for this guy and here's the pluses and minuses for this guy what do i do add them up and see who's got the better score and then right. vote for that Where's guy who yeah. checks the most boxes
0: uh-huh. yeah i don't There's obviously things that that stand out on what would be more uh, moral, I guess. Right. Um, I don't know that, that you can necessarily line everything up in politics today for what's biblical. I really don't. You can stand for what's more moral. What would bring justice? What stands for the people? What is going to... Um, protect those that you're supposed to be governing. What is going to lift up the nation that has been uh, given to you to given to us? I believe that this nation was blessed when we started that. Oh, for sure. That the hand of God was on our leaders that came over for the reasons that they did. The stories that you hear and the things that they've said, yeah, they may have had some flaws of their own. We all do. We all have our own flaws and, and things that we've been taught and the way that we live life through the lens of where we are, but they also were focused on God and you
1: can't deny that. And I believe, and it's, it's self-evident to me that this country was founded on biblical principles. Yeah. And if you read any of the Federalist papers or even the Declaration of Independence, it clearly states there was a strong belief in God. Right. Absolutely.
0: And so it's, a very, it's, it's got a very um, large tension in this area because we're, so we're supposed to be in the world and not of the world. We vote the way that we know that God would have us vote. We have convictions. We know if we're walking with God, if we have a relationship with Jesus, we have the Holy Spirit in us, correct? Correct. You know what is right and what is wrong. You know what is moral and what is not. You know what is just and what is unjust. It doesn't put us in the judge's seat. It doesn't make us, you know, the the law maker. But we, I believe, can have, if we're informed and we are doing our due diligence, we have an understanding
1: of what it is to vote for what's right and what's wrong. Right, and... But, you know, I might have good Christian friends that completely vote 180 degree to the other side of what I vote for. So, how does that work? Aren't we both Christians? Why aren't we voting for the same thing?
0: Oh, and there's where the division comes. See? Yeah. Because our focus is on politics and not on Jesus. But, it's just the same okay. thing as if I'm going to this church and you're going to that church and well, I don't agree with what you're saying in your church, but, uh, I, you know, that's not how I interpret that verse, but we both focus on Jesus. We're both Christians. Can yeah. I disagree with you and still love you? Of course you can. Can I disagree with you and, and uh, you know, whether I'm right or I'm wrong, does
1: God still love me? Yes, but the cynic in me says, well, if I'm focused on Jesus and I vote this way and that person is focused on Jesus and they vote the other way, then one of us isn't focused on Jesus. (laughs) You can go that way. (laughs) See? You could definitely go that way. Say, How can they be focused on Jesus and I focused on Jesus and we're both voting differently?
0: Right. Well, how can I go to this church and be focused on Jesus and they go to that church and focused on Jesus and have two different views on what the same verse says?
1: You have a good point. That's, that, that's true. And how can we do that? When Jesus was born, <laughs> are you switching the subject on me? <laughs> I think I'm, yes, I'm <laughs> shifting gears. When Jesus was born, he was supposed to be king of the Jews. And when Herod found out about that, it distressed him
0: a little bit. He was yeah. going to lose his position. He thought,
1: right. Yeah. And he misunderstood what that meant. And so he's like, well, that's a real threat to me. So I need to go and kill all the babies in this town of Bethlehem and make sure I get him. Right. So I don't lose my power. Right. What a wicked and evil thing to think. And what that's, a wicked and evil thing to do. I that's,
0: mean, that's more of the epitome of evil that I would picture.
1: Yeah. I wouldn't vote for that guy. But then again,
0: I can't even place myself in the judge's seat here in my humanity and say the what 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 God's ultimate decision is for that man. I don't know that I'd even want to grasp that responsibility. No, I wouldn't. I can sit here and say, well, he must be in hell because look at what he did.
1: But I don't know. Right, and it's not for us to say, and that and that's fine, and that's the way it should be. And so
0: that goes. That's these tensions of it's Jesus says, judge not lest you be judged. And, and maybe I'm reading it wrong. Maybe I'm, I'm too naive, but I don't think it's as complicated as we like to make it. And I don't think that I get to pick and choose where I get to be the judge and where I get to not be the judge. I don't think I get to pick and choose who I love and who I don't love. I don't think I get to pick and choose when I'm right, better than the other, or when I'm not. I think my only responsibility is my walk with Christ and how I'm going to shine his light into this world. And if every one of us was doing that, I don't think that we'd be as focused on the bad things that politicians are doing. And we'd be more focused on what we can be doing to spread the light of Jesus in this dark, twisted, crazy, chaotic world. Right. I I think, I think that's a good point. Anybody that's in politics. I can vote. I can hope that my vote is heard. I can hope that, the person I vote for was actually a man or woman of character and will stand for what the things that they actually said they were going to do. But none of that is in my control. My control is in me, what I can do, my research, my information, my conviction, and how I'm going to respond and or react to what happens. And my mission is to spread the light and the love of Jesus in this world, knowing that this is not my home. This is not my final resting point. This is not my hope and my hope will never be in this world or else I will be horribly let down and disappointed.
1: I think Jesus was political. I do think that, but a different types of, a different type of politics. He was like the politics of truth and justice and mercy. Mm, the kingdom. The kingdom. Right. The kingdom of God. He talks about kingdoms and that's the, in the Roman empire kingdom meant a a very political thing, but he was talking about a kingdom of truth, justice, and mercy, not one of fear and violence and vengeance and power and pride and all those other things.
0: Yeah. I could, uh, I, yeah. So in that light, I could, It depends on how you define politics. I'll agree. Yeah, I'll agree
1: slightly, slightly agree. Because (laughs) politics is defined pretty much as the activity through which people make, preserve, and amend the general rules under which they live. Mm. So I think the Bible lays that out of how we... They should have rules under which we live. There's well, lots of rules. To, yeah, yeah, absolutely honor so those. So is the Bible in the political? And this, and and when you put it that way, I guess it is. <laughs> we're poisoned. We're poisoned by our Americanism and what politics is. You see, if you're using this definition, the activity through which people make, preserve, and amend the general rules under which they live, then yeah, the. It's the Bible is a, is a rule book for what we should do specific rules. So yeah, if you're, if that's your definition of politics, then Jesus was political and the Bible's political. You've just been waiting to put this in your head. No, I haven't. (laughs) I just kind of stumbled across this, (laughs) but yeah, if you're looking at it that way and that's I don't even that even sounds weird to say that that the Bible's political or Jesus was political, but
0: I, I well, and that's the other thing is is we're a uh, completely different government system than a kingdom, and so we don't even understand kingdom,
1: right? He, when Christ is talking about it, he's talking about you know truth and justice and mercy. That type of kingdom. And where do you see that? Well, yeah. And a king
0: is the one that rules over all. And Jesus in our kingdom and where we are a part of, because we're ambassadors in this world of the kingdom of God, he's
1: our king. Right. And a ruler that always makes the right decisions. When do we get that? Um, Not yet. Not Already yet. and not yet, but we're going to. Yes, someday. Some he is glorious our King day. Now,
0: and we are we are on mission, <laughs> and one day we'll get called home to feast at the table. Some glorious day. Glorious. We're day. gonna have the perfect kingdom. Yeah, and we're gonna have truth, justice, that, and mercy. In that, in this time. So then, like you said, how do you vote? How do you stand for what's right? How do you, how do you carry out the mission of God? And I know that there are those that are called to be a voice in the political ring. I know that there are, um, and I'm not saying that there are no responses that are correct, but overall as a whole, when we start to get, you know, our, our gander up because of the things that we hear, I think we need to stop and say, why is it, is it because my hope is in this thing? Is it because I, but you know I'm I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable where I am. I'm comfortable with low taxes. I'm comfortable with the freedom to come and go and do whatever I want to do. I'm comfortable with uh the ability to just go to church every Sunday and Wednesday and whenever I want to do. I'm comfortable with being able to be a Christian in this nation. But we're
1: not promised comfort. No, we're not. And as unpopular as it is, this life isn't about our happiness or our comfort. Mm. That's not what we're here to do. Where it's not who we're here to be just, Oh, I'm just happy and I'm comfortable. That's, that's not the point. Mm-mm. And that's,
0: I, and I've admitted it before on, and it's, on episodes that we've done. It'd before. be nice, I'm, I'm but selfish. Yep. I am spoiled in that exact same thing. Right. Of comfort right. And, Oh Lord, give me strength when that is taken away because that's the truth. If you read the the end, it gets worse before it gets better. I don't think we've seen the tip of the iceberg and how far the darkness can go before the end comes and that's why I, I get frustrated is when like I know that we're supposed to stand for the justice and truth that God. Uh, that God stands for, that he, he has placed us in this world to be a part of bringing. But I also know that there is a darkness that comes and our goal should be to spread the light and the love of Jesus to every soul that we come across because that's his heart. God so loved the world that all would be saved through him. Right. And so if our goal is just to tell people what's wrong and not to tell them about the hope. I think we're missing it.
1: Okay. And I also think Jesus was political because he was born King of the Jews. He was Herod saw him as a threat and went into, and because of Jesus's very existence, he went and killed a bunch of babies yeah, that, that okay. was good. And then Jesus died pretty much as a political prisoner.
0: You, you just you just keep sneaking those in, don't you?
1: Well, isn't that true? <laughs> wasn't, he, wasn't he crucified by the Romans? he was a religious prisoner because he was crucified by the Jews. But it was politics that crucified him. The
0: Romans him. handed him back over to the Jews and said, I don't want anything to do with it.
1: I know. And then they pushed back and they said, there's going to be a riot if you let him live. Yeah. So he got killed over politics, Well, born into politics, died in politics.
0: But what was his mission?
1: It was a mission to save us. It was a mission of bringing the good news. That's correct. Yeah. Making so, disciples. You can't separate the politics from Jesus is what I'm trying to tell you.
0: I never, and so let me clarify, I'm not saying we separate it. I'm saying, where's our focus?
1: How's right. that? Right. And I understand. You can't separate because that.
0: we're not separate beings. And so where we live is what we do and who we are and, and all of these things tie together. How do we be the light of Christ in the darkness of
1: politics? Mm. Well, Jesus always referred to the kingdom of God. He could have said family of God or community of God or people of God, but he didn't. He said kingdom of God. This is true. Kingdom, especially in the Roman Empire, was a political word. So are we part of that kingdom? Are we a a kingdom of the
0: earth? Kingdom of the earth or kingdom of God? Are we the world's kingdom? Are we in this world or are we of this world? Kingdom of God or kingdom of heaven? So we are part of the kingdom of God as a Christ follower, correct? Correct. So that is where we put our focus. And we bring that into every aspect of our lives. Voting. Loving people, standing for justice, speaking the truth, showing grace, loving mercy. All of those things is what we bring, even when the rest of the world around us is losing
1: its head. Okay. Do you think that voting for the wrong person is a sin?
0: It says in James that him who knows what is right and does not do it, to him it is sin. OK So How- what if what if, what if I don't know? What if I'm ignorant? What if I've been taught different ways? What if I have a lens in life that uh, skews my view of your view? I can tell you right now that right here in our little tiny hole of Nebraska, we don't have the same view of life as those that were raised on the east or the west coast. We don't have the same view of those that are raised down south. We don't have the same view of those that are up north. Does that make them sinners? Does that make them wrong? Does that make them misinformed or are we the sinners? Are we the misinformed? Are we wrong? How do you put yourself in the place of saying what is right and what is wrong? You focus How do you, on you Jesus. discern that?
1: How do you discern what is right? And what the, the is Bible wrong. and
0: you try and, and bring it to the point of pointing it back to Jesus, the kingdom of God. And not everybody sees these things the same way. And he's going to sort it all out in the end, which is why I'm glad I'm not the judge. Because if I was the judge, I'd probably nuke three eighths of the entire nation. <laughs> that wouldn't be good. No, no. it wouldn't be no. good. That's no. why I don't have the button. That's why Jesus said,
1: yeah, you're not the judge, Michael. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, I guess what we're going to say is just do the best you can. Try to listen to the Holy Spirit and your conscience and vote accordingly. Yes. Seek truth and know that we'll be living in the perfect kingdom someday, some glorious day. Yes. Where we'll be happy and free and there won't be all, Forever. This, all Forever. this nasty politics stuff.
0: And I think one thing that would help be able to stop the division between us is to just be able to talk about our differences. Right. Okay. So you may have a crazy, weird view of life. Can you explain to me why you see things that way? Can I see it through your eyes? At least try. I don't have to agree even then, but maybe if I can see where you stand, I can at least understand why you see it that way.
1: Yeah. And I think that's, that's reasonable to ask that we should be able to have a civil discourse with the other side, what other side that is, Yeah without getting, without getting angry and upset. Yeah I think that And might, even if we do get angry and upset, we shouldn't you know be taken to the extreme where we're not friends anymore, or you know we can't you know <laughs> I can't love you anymore.: I can't love you, you don't any see anymore because how you I vote see this it. way, or you see things this messed up way, and I just can't square that yeah. so because I don't done. see it that way. Right.
0: Yeah. We get stuck in an echo box. Right. Okay. Well, I don't know if that was uh, enlightening or in, in enraging,
1: but, uh, let us know. (laughs) Love to hear from you. The kingdom of God is coming. The kingdom of God is coming. It can't
0: be soon enough as
1: far as I'm concerned.
0: Yeah. Please. Jesus come.
1: Yes. Yes, please.
0: Thanks for tuning in today. We, uh, we, we love all of you. We love these conversations and we love that you're listening. God bless you. God bless. Thanks for joining us today. We hope that you have been challenged to study God's word to find out what it says and to build on what you believe. Our heart is to help create a desire in you to draw closer to Jesus. If you would like to contact us with questions or comments, Email us at MikeMattRealThings at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Follow us on your favorite podcast platform to stay in the know of what we are doing. Again, thanks for joining us today. May God bless you and keep you. See you next time.